Sirah, a biography of Muhammad, the last messenger of Allah, written by Professor Dr. Safwat Khalilovich. Chapter 9 Arabs and their Prophets Arabs are a Semitic people. Semites, Arabic al-Samiyun, are descendants of Shem, the eldest son of Noah, peace be upon him. Etymologically, the word Arab is a Semitic word, meaning desert or its dweller. In the Quran, the word Arab, the plural form of Arab, stands for Bedouin, the desert dwellers. Historians divide Arabs into three groups in terms of their origins. The first group comprises Al-Baida, Arabs, the extinct Arabs. That is the indigenous Arab inhabitants of the Arabian Pensidua, about whose origins there does not exist sufficient written information. They comprise, among others, the tribes of Ad, Thamud, and Amalek. And these are the Bedouin Arabs. The second group includes Kartanian Arabs or Southern Arabs. They come from Yemen, and they established many kingdoms. The Sebayan, the Himyarite, the Kindite, the Ghassanid, and other kingdoms, as they settled in different parts of the Arabian Pensidia. The father of the famous Arabian poet, Imru al-Qais, traces his origin back from them. They also include the tribes of Aus and Khazraj, which had lived in Yathrib, the city of which Muhammad, peace be upon him, would migrate. The Kahtanein Arabs are also the ancestors of the tribe of Jurhum, which settled in and around Mecca, after the Zamzam well had sprung forth in the famous episode related to Ishmael, peace be upon him, and his mother. Ishmael married a girl from that tribe and fathered twelve sons with her. The sons were the ancestors of the tribes of the northern Arabs, known as Adnani Arabs, or Arabs al-Musta'arab, the Arabized Arabs. They make the third group of Arabs, and it is for them that Muhammad, peace be upon him, traces back his origin. Tribes and clans of Adnani Arabs spread from Mecca across the Arabian Pensilia. God sent Prophet with message and revelation to the Arabs in the past as he did to other peoples. One of the most famous and important Arab prophets before Muhammad, peace be upon him, was Ishmael, the son of Abraham, peace be upon them. As noted earlier, he came to Arabia together with his father and mother, Hajar. His father returned to Palestine while Ishmael, peace be upon him, grew up married and spent his life in Arabia. There he received the revelation and the prophethood. Like his father Abraham, peace be upon him, he too called to Islam, a religion of pure monotheism. There were other prophets of Allah in the Arabian Peninsula as well. One of them was Hud, peace be upon him, sent to the tribe of Ad, which lived in the north of Hadramaut. Salih, peace be upon him, was sent to the tribe of Thamud, which lived in El-Hijr, between Hijaz and El-Sham, southeast of the land of Median, close to the Gulf of Aqaba. Shuaib, Yathro, peace be upon him, 
came to the people of Median, which lived in the Hijaz at the time. During these long centuries, these and other Allah's prophets called their peoples to worship Allah alone. However, the Arabs did not heed their message and continued with their paganism. Some of these peoples were banished and obliterated because they had mistreated God's prophets and called them liars. The noble Quran refers to it several times. Relevant Islamic historical sources read that when in the year 9AH, Muhammad, peace be upon him, set out with the Muslim army on the Tabuk campaign, Ghazwat Tabuk, he passed through the Al-Hijr Valley, the place where the Thamud tribe had lived once, the tribe that had called Salih, peace be upon him, a liar and violated the laws of Allah, for which it was punished with obliteration. Muhammad, peace be upon him, ordered his companions to pass through that place quickly, without stopping. Why was Mecca chosen as the center of Islam? The episode when Abraham, peace be upon him, left his wife Hajar and son Ishmael in a valley where there is no sown land, and where their blessed Zamzam well sprang forth undoubtedly, indicated that this area was to become the stage of important events later. In that valley, the settlement called Mecca was to be established, the holy shrine, the Kaaba, built, and the last messenger of Allah, Muhammad, peace be upon him, born. The revelation of the last scripture of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the noble Qur'an, was also to begin in Mecca. Why was Mecca chosen to be the center of the mission of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him? Scholars offer many reasons when referring to the choice of Mecca, in particular and Arabia in general, as the center of Prophet Muhammad's mission. In his book, on the Prophet's life, famous Indian-born scholar Dr. Muhammad Hamidullah, after explaining why the Arabian Peninsula was the heart of the old world geographically, listed to the sociological, practical, psychological, and linguistic reasons, we will summarize his thoughts. Sociological Reasons Traditionally Arabs were neither farmers nor craftsmen. Agricultural population is too devoted to land to leave its birthplace or home so easily and be attracted to the uncertainty and venture on discovering distant lands. And it is that adventurer's spirit that is a prerequisite for all great undertakings. Craftsmen are also tried to one place because of the nature of their trade. Long journeys are attractive only to merchants and caravan leaders. Since their job takes them to road, so they get used to it. The same goes for nomads who travel with their herds in search for grazing land. The Quran tells us that Mecca, the cradle of Islam, is a valley where there is no sown land. And in such environment, craftsmanship cannot flourish either. For two millenniums, trade was the only occupation of the sedentary Arabs. European trade with India and China went across Arabia at that time. 
the Meccan tribe of Quraysh, was the leader of the international trade of the pre-Islamic Arabia. Quraysh entered into trade agreements with the Byzantine and the Persian emperors, the Abyssinian king, the Kindite king of Yemen, among others. Every year they traveled to Syria, Egypt, Iraq, Yemen, and Abyssinia. They had been very familiar with the customs, character, laws, and rows of those parts much before they set out on their political and religious conquest. Practical Reasons There was some kind of democracy in the triangle made by the city-states of Mecca, Yathrib, later named Medina, and Taif. It was based on the equality of the domestic population and the foreigners who settled there, and there were no castes or high and low classes. The ruler was just the first among equals. Race did not matter either, since the inhabitants of these cities did not play any special role in international relations they were all the more willing to consider other peoples as equals. In other words, they did not consider themselves the sons of heavens or the chosen by God or predestined to be teachers or leaders of other people they might enslave. Psychological Reasons With the exception of some coastal areas, the major part of Arabia, including Mecca, was always independent despite numerous attempts by the Roman, Byzantine, Persian, and other rulers to conquer it. The same year when Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was born, the people on elephants, that is, the Abyssinians, suffered a defeat just outside Mecca, a nation that will not permit itself to live under someone else's yoke, is freedom-loving and ready for great undertakings. Linguistic Reasons The choice of the Arabic language as the language of Muhammad's prophethood had its advantages. There is no language comparable to Arabic with respect to rhythm, word information, conjugation, rules, and phonetics. It is a very concise language, yet very precise, in addition to pronounce, verbs are also marked for masculine and feminine genders. Plenty of inflections and the rich vocabulary enable Arabic language speakers to express very delicate nonces in a very elegant manner. The fact that the Arabic language did not have the need to develop and change over centuries is fascinating and admirable at the same time. The prose and poetry of 1,500 years ago do not differ from the modern Arabic language in the grammar, vocabulary, or orthography. The language of radio stations in Tunis, Damascus, Cairo, or Baghdad is the language Muhammad, peace be upon him, spoke when he addressed his contemporaries. The same can be said for poetry too. The teachings expressed in that language are as clear and comprehensible to the modern Arab world as they were to the people whom Allah's Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, addressed for the first time.